Do you want to set your child up for success? Is tutoring out of your budget, or perhaps you're someone like me who just wants to save money on private tutoring? Is this a big school year for your child? You know, maybe they're starting kindergarten or middle school. Maybe there's another milestone coming up. Or maybe your family moved. Oh my gosh, I moved so much when I was growing up. And the kids are starting a new school. Or maybe your child is ahead and just not getting challenged enough in class. Well, IXL Learning is here to help. IXL Learning is a fun online learning program for kids covering math, language, arts, science, and social studies. It's powered by advanced algorithms. IXL gives the right help to each kid, no matter the age or the personality. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. That's right. It is school approved. So make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And how to be fine listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com slash fine. Visit IXL.com slash fine to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Again, that's IXL.com slash fine. At Rural First, we're the leader in rural construction loans because we don't work here. We work out here. We live rural, which means we know just what you need to build rural. Our dedicated team of loan specialists works with you throughout the construction process. And with our digital tool, you can manage your project all in one place. That's how Rural First gets you closer to what matters. Rural First is a registered trademark of Farm Credit Mid-America. NMLS 407249. Equal housing lender. Loan subject to approval and eligibility. Other terms and conditions may apply. Visit RuralFirst.com for more details. The following podcast contains explicit language. Hey, Jalenta. Yeah, Kristen? Do you ever get sick of sitting at home and meticulously reading self-help books? Uh, not really. Do you? Well, yes, of course I do. Who are you talking to? Oh, right. Yeah. You know, sometimes I just want to stop taking notes, stop reading to-do lists, and just run out into a field of wheat on a sunny day like Laura Ingalls Wilder in the opening credits of Little House on the Prairie. Oh, that does sound nice. I'm glad you think so because I found a book that's all about going outside and claims it will fix our lives. Well, you know I love that kind of promise. Well, then strap on that bonnet because I'm Kristen Meinzer. And I'm Jalenta Greenberg. And this is By the Book. In each episode of Buy the Book, we choose a different self-help book to live by, follow it to the letter, and weigh in on whether or not it actually changed our lives. Today, our book is The Nature Fix, Why Nature Makes Us Happier, Healthier, and More Creative by Florence Williams. Florence Williams is a journalist and writer whose work focuses on health, science, and the environment. She grew up in New York City in a quiet high-rise building not far from the 840 acres of Central Park. Growing up, she went to the park most days and every weekend, and on school breaks, she went on canoeing and hiking trips all over the U.S. with her father. As an adult, she continued to cultivate a relationship with nature, settling in Boulder, Colorado, surrounded by trees and mountains. But when her husband found a dream job in Washington, D.C., she found herself out of sorts. She'd gotten used to the abundant wilderness of Colorado, and by comparison, Washington, D.C. seemed too loud, 
too full of concrete and too full of traffic. She began researching the connections between nature and human well-being, and her research turned into her book, The Nature Fix. In The Nature Fix, Florence argues that people are happier when we spend time outside, and not just because the outdoors are novel compared to our mostly inside modern lives. Tapping into research from Korea, Japan, Singapore, Finland, Scotland, the U.S., and other countries, Florence argues that the colors, patterns, smells, sounds, and textures of nature make us calmer, more empathetic, more positive, more creative, more focused, and just plain healthier. On top of that, Florence posits that nature can help treat bigger ailments, like nearsightedness, ADHD, and PTSD, and when tapped into fully, can even extend our lives by decades. Here's how you do it. Step one, look at nature. Admire the angles and colors of leaves. Visually feast on the vibrancy and variety of flowers in the world. Have reverence for birds and other living creatures. Sit and sleep next to windows so you can take in the sky and trees. And when you can't look closely at what's beautiful in the natural world, look at it from afar through pictures or movies. Step two, smell nature. The smells of forests in particular tend to be rejuvenating to humans. So go out into the world and smell some conifers and flowers. If you're close to the sea, breathe in the ocean air and bring essential oils into your home that smell like nature, like lavender or eucalyptus. Step three, listen to nature. In particular, listen to birds and the sounds of water, which, regardless of culture, tend to put the mind in a calming and happy mood. Listen, not just in the world, but to recordings as well, if you like. Step four, touch nature. Get your hands in the dirt, caress plants and petals and bark, plant a garden, chop wood, start a fire with flint, feel the earth between your fingers and have reverence for it. Step five, spend at least five hours a month outside. Ideally, do it while walking or moving your body in some way. Go to a park, ride a bike, look out on a body of water, or just stroll around your neighborhood and appreciate the trees, birds, and sky. Even better, do it minus a device. Step six, go on large nature excursions. Once a month, go to a forest or beach or other natural getaway. And once a year, go on a multi-day trip to somewhere in the wilderness that instills you with a sense of awe. That's what the book says. And so that's what we did for two weeks straight. So, Jolenta, tell us about your first week living by Little House on the Prairie. I mean, ha ha ha, the nature fix. <laughs> All right, nature. Like, yes. Love it. Oh, we know you love yeah. nature. We hear about your squirrel collection. Yes. We hear about your air plant. Mm-hmm. We, we know where what part of the country you're from. Uh, yes, yes. I grew up in Portland, Oregon, right at the edge of the city. There was a forest in my backyard with a creek running through it. And, you know, I feel most like myself when I'm just sitting on a creek bed watching ducks and squirrels. Yeah, but I'm going to jump in here and say you're not in Oregon anymore. Mm-mm. No, and I'm not. And as a matter of fact, during this book, you were in the middle of your move. Right. I was moving in Brooklyn uh, in the same building, but a moving is moving. Moving you is know, you still, have to still stressful. Pack up all your stuff. I was totally stressed. I was working a ton. My partner Brad was working a ton, and I I wasn't sure nature was going to fix all this. So what did you do to try and at least give it an effort? Mm -hmm. Well, I started uh, with step one, looking at nature. While I was in between meetings in Manhattan, instead of shopping and worrying about my next appointment, 
I decided to stop and look at a flower. Listen. I'm sitting in a median on uh, 6th Avenue. Um, that's a park in the middle of the street. And I'm sitting in front of a potted shrub with um, some flowers around it and just looking at those flowers. I want to say it's a violet, but I don't think so. Posy? Maybe it's a posy. I don't know. I got to look this up. Yay. And this is such a New York thing. You're actually in the middle of a traffic island. Right. And it's like this little tiny triangle of concrete with like chairs that the city puts there. Yeah, like four of them that, that if and somebody drives yeah. out of control, they'd kill you. Oh, totally. Yeah. I was There's like giant trucks like a foot away from me, you know. But I have to say I liked it. I forgot for a hot second I was sitting in the middle of a crazy city on a crazy street and I zeroed in on these nice flowers, which I did look up and I'm now pretty sure were pansies. Oh, I love pansies. Yeah, they were purple with like some yellow on the inside of yeah, the petal. Yeah. yeah, they're super cute. And they're such happy flowers. Yeah, they're totally nice. And nice. yeah, I didn't waste money at Nordstrom's Rack or worry. And um, what did you do next? Well, the day after was a hardcore packing day for me. And not surprisingly, I got super anxious about that. Moving is just a big anxiety trigger for me because Brad and I spent a year moving from sublet to sublet a while ago when our building was being repaired after a fire. And it's just it's a very emotionally loaded process for both of us. And I always get to this point where I just freak out about every belonging I have and I just want to throw it all out and, like, go live under a bridge and be a troll in a forest. in nature. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, I want to be, like, off the grid and, like, telling riddles to goats. Whoa. Yeah. That would be a nature fix. But instead of becoming a troll, (laughs) I tried step two, smelling nature while uh, Brad and I were packing. Were you just rolling your eyes at me? No, I'm concerned. Why are you, like... Huffing on that little bottle. Because the book says that, that it's our eucalyptus oil that we put in the diffuser in the oh, winter. Yeah, yeah. But they said smelling nature smells relaxes you. And this really reminds me of San Francisco <laughs> and Golden Gate Park because uh, there's so many eucalyptus. Does it calm you down? I feel like you're shoving that eucalyptus tree in my face. Oh, God. You smell it so close. From across the room, it smelled kind of nice. It smells good in your nose, too. Well, do you feel relaxed? It really is, like, calming. That's good. Ah, huffing to the rescue. Uh, I'm going (laughs) to huff that little bottle. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So... That worked for you. Yeah, it totally calmed me down. Even though it didn't work for Brad. Yeah, and you know, like, it didn't make everything like rainbows and unicorns, but it smelled nice. It eased my anxiety. And if anything, it lightened the mood. And we had something to laugh about together for a second instead of freaking out about me trying to throw everything away. Well, I'm glad that that was a nature fix for you. Thanks. Thank you. Um. On our actual moving day a few days later, Brad and I were both stressed again. We were all over the place, frantically getting things ready. We're on the verge of fighting from the second we woke up. And I suggested that to ease tensions, we should try step three together and put on some nature sounds to listen to while we worked. What was that, honey? Isn't that cute? Well, it feels nice. I can I already, I picture myself at Prospect Park and like a like a 
cool morning. Yeah. You want me to keep it on when I take the dog out? Yeah. I Seriously? Like it. Yeah. Oh, okay. I like it. Nice. Oh my gosh. Hold on. So this was a video that it was for a eight YouTube hours? video, and I just like YouTubed stream sound because I wanted to sound I wanted the sound of a creek you know like I had growing up Mm. Um, and the first thing that came up was some like eight hour nature sounds and it's a video of this stream and you can stare at it you can stare at it too and it's like moving it's not like a still picture it's a real video of a stream and you can just sit there and watch it or uh, like we did run around and pack and like we let handymen in to like take down the TV with it going and everyone was very chill and do you feel that it actually helped Brad to calm down? Because he I sounded like he so. liked it. I mean, anything that gets him thinking about Prospect Park, which is his all-time favorite place to be in this city and where he is every second he has free, um, you know, that's a good thing. Good. Good. So that seems like a pretty good way to go into your move then. Yeah. Yeah. And that's also where I ended week one. Excellent. That's so, a great way to end week one. Yeah. I right. was I was pleasantly surprised, even though I got made fun of for huffing natural oils. <laughs> uh, Kristen, how was your week one? What did you huff? All right. So as much as I love huffing, we'll get to that later. Good. Due to the circumstances, Uh-oh. I actually had to do all the steps in reverse order. <gasps> you pulled a me. Yes. Well, I started with step six, going on a large nature excursion. Because as you know, when we started living by this book, I was finishing up when Megan met Harry. Right, right. My other podcast. And I was in the UK covering their wedding. And wait, I have a question. I don't think Windsor Castle counts as nature, does it? Is that a nature excursion? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. So you are correct. The castle itself is not nature, but the grounds of Windsor Castle, also called Windsor Great Park, that's 5,000 acres of grass and trees and birds and flowers and wide open sky. Okay, that pretty much counts. Yes. And my co-host James and my husband Dean and I spent two days there, including over 10 hours on the big day itself. We were barefoot, we were getting sunburned, nice. we were drinking gin. Oh, it's very English. And we were celebrating the wedding with 120,000 other people. What? <laughs> Take a listen. Oh my God, James, we have been here on the long walk for 90 minutes, only three hours to go until the wedding. Oh my God, is it three hours to go? <laughs> <laughs> that is so exciting. It's exactly three hours. It's 9 a.m. right now in Windsor. We're sat on the long walk on our little rug that looks like the UK-US flag. It does. Um, we're surrounded by... Hi, Dean. Say hi to Dean. Hey, everyone. Kristen's husband is here. Yes, my husband. Hi, honey. From By the Book fame. <laughs> um, and, yeah, we're, we're in a position right by a big screen so we can see the actual wedding. We're surrounded by Ooh. thousands of Ooh. Union the Jacks. Prosecco the Prosecco just popped. The Prosecco just popped. Wait, I want that nature. It was pretty good nature. And the I Prosecco popped say... at 9 a.m.? <laughs> is nature. Wait, I don't know if that's nature. You're, you were by a TV and Prosecco? But we were but barefoot you were in, in the, the grass. I can't, and it was an excursion for sure. You I had mean, to go to a different country to do it. Yeah, it's like All right, five it, it times the counts. size of Central Park. Yeah, no, and the, the you had me at 5,000 acres. I'm just giving you a hard time because yeah. I'm very jealous. It was amazing. So what did you do after that? All right, so after the most important wedding in all of our lives. Right, right, of course. And one of the greatest Way more days important in all than of your human wedding. history. Yep, or yep. mine. 
<laughs> Afterward, Dean and I had a few extra days in London, so we decided to go hardcore into step five, which is spend five hours a month outside. Nice. However, we crammed it all into a few days, and we didn't just do five hours. We did way more than that Ooh. because we made the decision to forego all subways, taxis, and buses and explore London completely on foot, focusing mostly on the gardens, greenways, pathways, waterways. We visited Russell Square and Whitehall Gardens. We spent hours in Hyde Park. Oh, love Hyde Park. We had multiple beverages and meals along the south bank of the Thames. Did you have a Pimm's Cup? We did not have a Pimm's <gasps> oh, Cup. I love Pimm's no, Cup. Pimm's Cups are great, but, you know, there are so many other great things to drink That's there. True. So uh, how did you end your week one, Kristen? Well, I ended it realizing I had to take care of some of my injuries as I mentioned, well, I already mentioned that in Windsor on the day yeah, of the wedding. Yeah, I heard wedding, the sunburn. Yeah, yeah that's for sure an injury. Totally sunburned. But I also had one other issue after all the time spent walking outdoors. Listen. I think that it's just... They're disgusting. <laughs> it's just what happens. Yeah, it's like you're a mountain of calluses. <laughs> but thank you, hon. Oh, my God. Ew. 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 I'm so sorry. I'm having a very violent reaction to that sound. My feet were in really rough shape. I'm also, was Dean doing the scraping for you? Yes, he was. What is with you? You are so (laughs) weird. I'm trying not to judge, but like, there's no way my I would scrape Brad's feet, or he would be like, "Hold on, let me like pumice your foot." No, it was really bad though because I I needed help. My feet uh-huh. actually weren't just calloused, but they cracked open and were bleeding. No, no, I because had that once. It's the worst. It was really oh, bad. Oof. We walked over 35 miles. I mean, I know the neighborhoods are close together, but London's like super big. Yeah, like, like in one day we walked 15 miles, yeah. for example, oh. and another day we walked like 20. I mean, it was. It was rough on my feet. And so I, at the end of the week, was ready to get on a plane and not walk at all anymore. So nature, as much as it can fill you with awe and excitement and joy, it can also hurt. Maybe mm-hmm. nature. Yeah. Maybe. I feel like it, it like also can distract you from like your pain. Like I never notice when I'm like getting a crazy sunburn or it's usually, you know, way too far into a hike when I'm like, oh, not only do I have a blister, but like my boots full of blood. Like yes. great. <laughs> you know, I feel like it has this way of distracting you from your physical ailments until you're done. Yeah. And I think that's our way of saying nature doesn't fix anything. That's the end of this Verdict episode. Done. Wait, no. No, no stop. No, kidding. we haven't even done week two. No. Yeah, we're totally kidding. Week two is coming up, but first, let's take a little break. Do you ever find yourself wading through your newsfeed on Facebook or Twitter, wishing you could just call someone up and ask, what do I really need to pay attention to here? Well, what if you could? I'm Mary Harris, the host of What Next, Slate's new daily news podcast. And every weekday morning, I'm going to be on call for you, taking you inside one story, going deep behind the headlines. What Next is news you're not going to get just scrolling through your phone. To listen, subscribe now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Uh, 
Okay, Jolenta, we talked about our first week of Living by the Nature Fix. Let's now talk about our second week with that book. Oh, do let's. Let's do it. I started week two with step four, touching nature. Mm. So Brad and I had just spent our last night in our old apartment, and we were talking about how we were going to miss seeing this tree we have out of our bedroom window. And we love waking up to it and opening the curtains and blah, blah, blah. So I suggested, why don't we just go down and thank the tree? Oh, I love that. So let's let's give that a listen. Thank you, tree, for being in our window. Yes. I love looking at you every morning, and you're so beautiful. You're our favorite London plane tree. You're strong, and you're <laughs> brave, and you are comforting in times yeah. of need. And you make it feel like we don't live on the on the street side of on the like building. A bus route. Yeah. And I know I'll see you, like, every day when I go outside, but it won't be the same as when I see you out my window and I pull the shades. So thank you for being my tree. I love you, Jolenta. Stop. <laughs> it feels nice to touch it. I never touch the tree. I know, me neither. It's always... It's so strong. Oh, if I'm not mistaken, you guys are tree huggers. I'm literally, <laughs> yes. I, like, we were standing outside... Hugging a tree, like, while buses went by. I love that. Yeah. I think that's great. It was fun, you know, and that tree was, like, such a big part of my life, and I don't think I'd ever touched it. Really? Frank has peed on it, the dog, but, you know. Wow. Wow. You and I are so different. I touch all the trees and plants, and then really? people have told me not to do it because <laughs> it upsets the bees with the oils on my fingers. Oh. Sometimes I do it Sometimes I touch, like, a leaf if, I, if it's like, I wonder if I can touch that, yeah. but not, you know. I do it all the time, and I talk to trees. I don't usually hug them, though. That was full-on, full-body contact. I have contact. always been a tree hugger. I had, like, wow. a favorite tree in my yard when I was a kid, and I sat in it. Like, I was very into hugging trees. Wow. Um but let's move on. Yeah, yeah. We? What'd you do next? So after we hugged the tree and finished moving, it was time for me to get outside and do step five. Um, I already go outside a lot. I walk outside a ton. I walk my dog many times a day. I hang out in parks. I walk around them. I walk all over Brooklyn. You walk here all the time? Yeah. I ride my bike here. Like, I, I love it. You know, and... I love my Brooklyn nature, but it feels very urban. So I, I made it a goal to get out in nature and find a place that felt a little more secluded the way my, my foresty backyard did when I was a kid. And did you find a place like I that? I did, Kristen. Oh, good. Yay. Yeah. I had totally forgotten there's a college campus near me, and it has this really nice large outside area full of trees and art and grass, and it's surrounded by uh, old brick buildings. You kind of feel like you could be anywhere once you're inside. And I decided to do some work there and wander around for a while, but I ran into a little problem. Let's take a listen. A security guard came up and informed me that there are no dogs allowed. So we got kicked out. This sucks. Even when you find a place, the city comes and gets you and tells you to get out. And poor little Frankie can't go. She deserves to be in nature just as much as me. Probably more. Bomber, Jolenta. And poor Frank. I know. I know. Stupid, stupid rules. Nature and city has rules. So did you manage to finish up your five hours out in nature for the month? Oh, yeah. I do that, like, 
every week easily walking the dog. I give him at least a half an hour, like, big walk a day. Mm-hmm. So just that alone, along with his other walks, like, count. But I no think. seclusion. But no seclusion. Yeah. And I try, you know, I went to different parks, but they're city parks with like concrete grounds and like, yeah. you know, a tr- trees along the edge and like, you know, water spraying kids. And like, they're nice, but it's not the same. Or they're a dog park where it's like a patch of dirt. Yeah. And it's like, and yeah. 80 other dogs. Yeah. And yeah. like a bunch of dog poop. Yeah. So what did you do next then? Well, <laughs> I tried to do step six, which is go on a nature excursion, but that wasn't really possible. I was moving and moving, for me at least, means I am not rolling in any excess money right now. I couldn't afford, I can't afford to rent a car or get any gear I would need to go camping. And I felt shitty about it. Um, I was complaining to Brad about this and he pointed out something that I'm going to cling to, which is we visit our parents once a year who all live in California now and we do lots of hiking and beach visits and barely ever get into a car. So I'm going to count those annual trips as uh, my nature excursions oh, for right totally now. totally count. Because those are basically all we can afford. Yeah, I totally agree with Brad right. And it's that. a total change of scenery. And yeah, I think he's right. Yeah, he's totally right about that. So my current version of being in nature is not exactly what Williams prescribes in the book. You know, I can't hang out at a creek like when I was a kid. And I can't, you know, go to Japan in a forest. <laughs> But, you know, I have hope. And I have to say, last night, while I was sitting on my new fire escape, which faces our downstairs neighbor's backyard, so Mm. there are many trees and grass and nice things, they have a little fountain that bubbles water. And if I close my eyes and imagine hard enough, I can pretend it's my own little creek. So... I figure that's better than nothing. Oh, that's nice. That's that's, nice. That's where I ended week two, just pretending I had a creek (laughs) and acknowledging (laughs) I can't afford excursions. And nature sometimes apparently is expensive, even though it's free. Mm, Yeah. Anyway, how was your week two, Kristen? All right. So week two, Dean and I dove right in with a task that combined both steps two and four. And step two is smelling nature, and step four is touching nature. Exactly. And here we are doing that. Do you think the marigolds are going to be okay in that hunt? I hope so. They've got lots more room now, and they were in the wee pot for a long time, but I think this will be okay. And I love our new geraniums. That's pretty. I'm glad it reminds you of your Nana. Oh, yay, Nana. Um, the, the thing I'm <laughs> worried about are our tomatoes. Well, we, we apparently kill tomatoes. We eat them all the time. No, maybe this year. we turn them into black sticks when we try and grow them. (laughs) Maybe this is the year that the tomatoes will work. It's possible. Hooray for gardening! That is so cute. You two are so cute. It hurts. Um, (laughs) Was it fun? Did you get your hands dirty? Did you like the soil? Did you like smelling flowers? It, It was all great. It felt so good. Dean in particular turned into a little kid. He could not stop playing with the dirt. And he just <laughs> was like not dumping me. dirt from pot into another pot into another pot. He, he was making such a mess. And I just loved feeling like I was carrying on one of my Nana's traditions every yeah. May, beginning long before I was even alive. She planted red geraniums in the pots on her balcony every single oh, year. So nice. And it was nice to follow in her footsteps. Oh, now I want to do that. My mom used to always every spring 
plant paper whites just in like a pot on our oh, deck. I should start doing that. Do that on your new fire escape. Yeah, I have a way yeah. better fire escape now. Do it. And oh, and I'm betting Nana would be very proud of you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. But the gardening didn't stop there. We also planted an aromatic herb garden in our Ooh. living room. Basil, thyme, mint, and lavender. Room? Yes, in the living room window. Oh, okay. Yeah. We nice. have this one super sunny window in our living room. And just in a window box, we put it there. It almost has like a greenhouse effect because mm, the window is mm-hmm. so bright. And I have to say, I freaking love this herb garden. <laughs> oh, that's so nice. Every day I pet the lavender, which is all furry, and then I smell it. And it's like having a furry, pretty smelling little pet. My little pet lavender. Yeah, it's just like uh, having a dog, like Frank, right? <laughs> Do not take that lavender to the college <laughs> campus near me because you guys will get kicked out. You and your actual pet. <laughs> okay, all right. You know what? You're right. Lavender is not exactly the same as Frank. But since you brought up way less. <laughs> but since you brought up animals, mm-hmm. this is a good point to bring up step three, because step three is listening and the book mentions birds repeatedly yes, as a does. great thing to listen to. And as you know, Jolenta I am crazy about birds. Oh, yeah. You're a bird lady. Yeah. And there's that bird feeder I have that Santa brought me last year. Right, right. The sad, empty bird feeder because no none comes of the birds to. will visit. <laughs> Makes me so sad. Oh, it's so depressing. It is. But fortunately, while we were living by this book, it was springtime in Brooklyn. Yep. All the birds were everywhere going at it all the time. And so... Going at it? They were just like... They were having street fights. They were taking dirt baths. They were totally like building nests. They were being crazy. There was so much bird action in Brooklyn. And I was totally there for it. And Dean and I not only were there for it, but we made a decision. Mm -hmm. We're going to try to enjoy this season's birds, not just in the normal way of walking down the street and saying, oh, cute bird, look at that bird, but to try and find birds in unusual places and appreciate them that way. Oh, nice. Yeah. It, it just gave us a different way to listen to them and to observe them. Listen. Oh, look at that. Oh, under, yeah. There's uh, a nest there. Under the air conditioning unit up on that building. Oh, that's a nice place to set up a little home if you're a bird family. Yeah, it looks nice and safe. Unless they're taking that air conditioner. Oh, that won't be for months. No. That is so nice. That is. I love watching the birds make their homes. You do. You always stop and smell the flowers, hon, or the birds. Or that time you saw that majestic pigeon pooing. <laughs> it wasn't a pigeon. Oh, wasn't it? Well, no. you said, look at that majestic art pooed. It was I remember. A... Oh, you might not have used that accent, but you said that. Oh, it was a majestic bird. Oh, okay. It, and it was soaring, and its wings were spread, and then it pooed. I yeah. see. Yeah. I like it. I like it. I love air conditioner birds. I love I love city birds. They have a rough <laughs> and they're so and they're strong. not beautiful, but like you can still appreciate them. Oh yeah. I, sometimes I think pigeons are my favorite. They're pretty they're also strong. Like, and not they're very different from doves. So like come on people. <laughs> 
<laughs> city birds are great. They're, it's And I, you know, I don't appreciate them as much as I used to. Oh. That's so nice. I'm so proud of you. Oh, yeah. It was great. And it was just great to try and find them in different places than we normally do, rather than just looking at the trees and looking at the grass mm-hmm. to actually oh, just... Oh, right. And yeah. also, all of that counts as step one, right? Like, looking at a bird, looking... Yeah. I'd say every step you did in the two weeks included looking. Yes. Well, you're right that all of the steps did include looking. But again, I tried to challenge myself with this step. Got to push. Got to push it. Because despite my love of looking at birds and trees and flowers when I'm walking to and from work and on the weekends and on vacation and so on, there is a large block of time every single day when I don't enjoy any nature at all. And by that, I mean the nine to 10 hours a day that I'm at work. And as you know, I don't usually leave my desk Mm -hmm. unless I'm going into a taping or a meeting. I almost never go outside during working hours at all, actually. Oh, no. Yeah. If you go get lunch, it's like downstairs in the building usually because you're in a rush. Yeah. So I did two things to change how I looked at nature. First, I brought in one of my beloved house plants oh, nice. from home. Your pet lavender? Or? No, a different one. A different <laughs> one. A plant that I've had for over 10 years, oh, actually. I love that. Yes. I love when people have plants forever. Yes. So I brought in one of my plants from home, and now it's on my desk, and I look at it every day. I'm not sure if you saw it at my desk. No, I didn't. I, I didn't notice. You might not have seen past the bottle of booze that Cameron put directly in front of it. Oh, which is no, also that's probably. I, I did notice that. <laughs> and then the second thing is pretty revolutionary. It's something I did with my colleague, Lindsay. Listen. Lindsay, neither you nor I ever take breaks. (laughs) We never take breaks and we never go outside. And it's so sunny outside. And it's so sunny and it's so beautiful and it makes no sense. You like plants. I like plants. Do you want to step outside with me just for a minute and enjoy the quad and look at some flowers together? Yes, please. Yay, really? Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. I like how these bushes, I like how sort of monochrome and boring they look until you look really closely and you realize at the very end, all of the green is so much lighter because it's the new growth. I love that. (laughs) And I like to pet the new growth part too because it's so soft. It's like baby hair versus like stiff adult hair. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. This tree last year, like it was amazing to me because when it was in bloom, it has these little flowers that are like pink and white. You can still see one. Oh, yes. So it's like they bloom like right after the cherry blossoms. It's just little tiny blossoms. They're like my favorite. What is this tree called? Do you know? I think it's a hawthorn of some sort. And look at the little leaves. They're like tiny miniature oak leaves almost. Oh, my God. Baby trees. Oh, my God. That's so cute. I guess I never noticed before. I'm sorry, I'm the tree hugger. <laughs> At least I'm not the leaf petter. Yeah. Oh, I love that petting leaves. That is so nice. I am so proud of you for going outside. I worry about your vitamin D levels constantly. Oh. So I am I am very impressed you left your desk. Did it feel good? Oh, my God. It felt amazing. Lindsay knows so much about plants. Yeah, she sounds very knowledgeable. Oh, my God. Is so- she from Oregon? No, she's from Florida. Whoa. <laughs> but she knows a ton about plants. We walked around for 15 minutes, and she pointed out all sorts of things I'd never noticed in the quad. Yeah, I would say the just in that before. area, the like little yeah. park outside of your building. She used all these vocabulary words and Latin words I'd never heard of before to talk about different plants and flowers and trees. Yeah, the only Hawthorne and I know is a street. It was so. just amazing. It was great. So from now on, I think I'm going to try to make a solid effort to go outside 
during work hours yeah. every day, even if it's just for seven minutes. It right. doesn't have to be for the full 15 you don't have minutes to I was sit out with there for a half an hour and eat your lunch, but just get some real air, not recycled air. Yeah. And just look at those trees, look at a flower, look at a blade yeah. of grass. There's a beautiful garden area right outside. Yeah. So that's how I left week nice. two was just really enjoying nature at a time I never would and trying to to make the decision to go out more often. I like it. I like it. I like that this is a book that may actually change some of your habits. Well, that sounds like you're hinting oh, right, right, at right. a verdict. Whoops, whoops, whoops. At a verdict, and it's not that time yet. It's break time. But first, a quick reminder. We love hearing from you. Have you read The Nature Fix? How do you get into nature? Tell us about it. Share your story. You can email us at buythebook at panoply.fm or you can leave us a voicemail at 505-510-BOOK. Okay, Jolenta, it is time to get down to business. Did the nature fix actually fix us? Did it work? Would we recommend it? Oh, good questions. I totally think this book helped ease tensions during my move. It kept me calm. It kept me a little more balanced. I think it definitely relaxed Brad once in a while when I wasn't shoving eucalyptus oil in his face. (laughs) So I... I think I mostly recommend this book. Hold on. Mostly. There's reservation. Yeah, okay, I, I can hear the reservation in your voice. I, the thing is, is like the actual advice in the book I loved, and it had a positive impact on my life, truly. Like in a way I wasn't expecting. It was just, it affected me much more than I thought it would. But the author, who I actually really liked at the beginning, um, I think she's Williams. a yeah Florence Williams. I think she's a very good storyteller. I think her adventures are super interesting. The way she puts it all together, it was like a very fun read. But towards the end, I feel like she overestimates what nature can fix while also being a little narrow-minded about mental health issues. Oh, I have to ask you specifically. Mm-hmm. We mentioned this at the top of the show in the mm-hmm. intro that she believes that. Yeah, nature can fix ADHD. And as somebody who in the last year has been diagnosed with, I mean, like, how do you feel about that? I spent a shit ton of time in nature as a child and throughout my life. And like, I think I still have ADHD. Um, (laughs) No, but the way, truly, the way Florence Williams talks about mental illness or like, brain challenges or brain, how people's brains are wired, uh, really rub me the wrong way. She refers to a PTSD sufferer. She goes on a rafting trip with a bunch of women who uh, served overseas and are suffering from PTSD. And she refers to one of the women as manic, like Manic Kelly, like over and over again. Oh, when she's not talking about Asian Sherry. Yeah. And, oh, gosh. Yeah. (laughs) She does that thing. Yeah. But it's like. I only mention race if the person's not white. Yeah. And. Also, like, this person she describes as manic does not ever say, like, I'm manic depressive. Like, she's there to be treated for PTSD. Like, we don't Mm -hmm. know if she is manic or if she is acting manic. And I kind of got the feeling uh, that Williams was calling her manic because 
this was one of the patients that was probably least affected by the rafting trip. Mm. And so I almost feel like she was saying it to, like, discredit her, which I think is not a nice way to talk about being manic. Yeah. You know? You don't support my findings or you don't support my theory. Then, like, she's too <laughs> crazy. Like, no, 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 no. And the way she talks about ADHD treatment also really bothered me because she – talks about a group of kids who are at this nature school and essentially the treatment uh, is being in nature and and she makes it sound like the goal is to just need no meds eventually and you know well some for some it doesn't work but blah 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 and it's like yeah for some it doesn't work because like nature isn't enough like it's not gonna fix the way your brain is wired oh and by the way your brain got wired that way because of nature like mm. you know it, it that bothered me yeah, like there's no need to perpetuate negative stereotypes of ADHD or PTSD or any other differences in people's brains or how they're processing things at the time like why alienate those people because if you would ask me, someone who's been diagnosed with ADHD and complex PTSD, like, I am drawn to self-help and books like this. So why why discredit it? Yeah. So hold on. Are you saying that your reservations outweigh your fondness for the book? Or uh, what are you saying? I mean, no. Like, this book helped me keep calm during a hectic two weeks. And I highly recommend doing the things she says. And I highly recommend the beginning of the book. Okay, let's say, just don't read the last three chapters where she starts talking about, you know, actual conditions and illnesses that can be cured by nature. And just go with the stuff that's supposed to, you know, increase your lifespan and make you happier and, like, your dopamine levels go up, you know? You can yeah. just find time to be in nature in ways that work for you that you can afford and... Don't worry if, you know, touching all the leaves in the world doesn't cure your PTSD. Yeah. How about you, Kristen? What do you think? All right. So like you, I enjoyed living by this book. In fact, I actually loved living by this book. Yeah, I it's loved a very it. you I thing. loved it. I loved looking at nature and I loved smelling nature. Mm-hmm. I loved listening to huffing. the birds. I loved huffing. I loved gardening. I loved leaving the office to look at yeah, shrubs I'm with so Lindsay. Glad. I loved that. Ugh. I loved spending nearly a week with Dean in the UK and not taking a single subway. That was amazing. Hands down, my life was improved right. by exploring the world through nature. And I don't know if I've ever had this much fun living by a book during the show, to be honest yeah. with you. No, it is. It was it really, was really fun. fun. Again, that's really why fun. I feel so torn because I really don't like the stigma of some things. Yeah, I loved the advice in this book. Yes. And that's where we're going to get to my big butts. <laughs> big butts. <laughs> yeah. Big butts time. All right. I'm going to start with the classism. Step six. It seems mm. as oh, yeah. though... It's for the financially well-off. How many people can afford monthly excursions to nature? And how many people can afford annual multi-day vacations into the wilderness? I don't even have a car. Like, I can't get away very easily without buying, like, a $30 train ticket to, like, on Metro North. No, the fact that you felt that you had to use your annual family visit Mm -hmm. as this to check off a box, that's ridiculous. The fact that I was on a business trip and that's how I checked off the box, come on. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Also, 
I'm just going to echo what you already said. I don't want to beat a dead horse here, but the implication that you can look at trees and your PTSD, ADHD, and nearsightedness will all go away. I'm my vision has not changed. Maybe Mm, if I spent six years living by this book and never owned glasses again, I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, I still wear glasses. Yeah, it didn't change my glasses situation. I know it didn't change your ADHD. It seemed a little. Dare I say Jenny McCarthy as far as like this is like going a little too far with things you're saying can happen with your book. Yeah, I I totally bought like we checked these dopamine levels and like these heart rates like that I was totally into and I was totally on board. But then she lost me right at the end. Yeah. So I am actually going to 100 percent agree with you, Jolenta. Just skip the last three mm-hmm. chapters of the it's book. It's really interesting otherwise. It's a very like it's a fun like pop science read. Oh, it's so enjoyable. And just going out there and doing it yeah. is wonderful. Read it in a park. Yeah. Read it in the and park. And that counts as being outside, even though it's not in Denver. Yes, yes. Boulder. Oh shoot, Boulder. <laughs> And that's it for this episode of By the Book. Our producer is tree-hugging Cameron Drews. Our managing producer is huffing a flower right now. That's Mia Lobel. Thanks to our composer, Nate Wida. He's on a rafting trip as we speak. And, of course, big thank you to the Rizzos, who perform our theme song, and they smell just like lavender. And, as always, thanks to Andy Bowers at Panoply. Please stay in touch. Let us know if you've lived by the nature fix and how it worked or did not work for you. Also, send us any questions or suggestions for future books for us to live by. Our email address is bythebook at panoply.fm. You can also tweet us at Jalenta G, at Kristen Meinzer, or at By the Book Pod. And don't forget, you can leave us voicemails at 505-510-BOOK. Also, please rate us and review us in Apple Podcasts. It helps other people find the show. The more active people are with Apple and with our show, the more people find us. It's some sort of magic. Yeah, it's a magical algorithm, not unlike the magic of nature. Man, so magic. Mm. And if you haven't already, tell a friend about the show. You can tell them about the show while you're outside. You can tell them about it while looking at birds. Oh, what a good idea, Kristen. Until next time, I'm Jalenta Greenberg. And I'm Kristen Meinzer. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. I want to whistle like a bird. Can you? This is what I sound like when I whistle. Here. Um, well, I can whistle mostly. I can't whistle blowing out, but I can whistle sucking in. Wait, I can't even do that now. Oh, oh my God, fucking Cameron. Cameron. Shut up. Oh, 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 bring the mic closer. Mike, Mike. At Rural First, we're the leader in rural construction loans because we don't work here. We work out here. We live rural, which means we know just what you need to build rural. Our dedicated team of loan specialists works with you throughout the construction process. And with our digital tool, you can manage your project all in one place. That's how Rural First gets you closer to what matters. Rural First is a registered trademark of Farm Credit Mid-America. NMLS 407249. Equal housing lender. Loan subject to approval and eligibility. Other terms and conditions may apply. Visit RuralFirst.com for more details.